Welcome to this abbreviated worship service provided by St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbon A in Kankakee. I'm Pastor Carl Copen, and I'll be leading today's service. You will hear some scripture readings, a sermon, uh, uh, and the Lord's Prayer, as well as a benediction, and pray that you're blessed by these words this day. And if you want to find out more of our services, you can visit our webpage at stpaulslutheran.net and click on the word worship in the menu, and you'll find more there. So let us begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This weekend, uh, we're at the end of Easter season, uh, and this is the celebration of Pentecost. Uh, the colors have changed. We're, we're red now, and we're celebrating the coming of God's Holy Spirit as we consider what that means for our lives. And so I pray that as we look to this time in God's Word, uh, that you are blessed. Our first reading is from the book of Acts, the second chapter, beginning at verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, Are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? How is it then that each of us hears them in his own native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors to Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, What does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them, saying they've had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews, and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These men are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel today, according to St. John, the seventh chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. John tells us, on the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, Streams of living water will flow from within him. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given, 
since Jesus had not yet been glorified. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. May God's grace and peace be yours this day in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. The text for the message comes from the reading from Acts where we heard this today. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Bless our time in your word, and as we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Maker and our Redeemer. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, there have been a lot of books uh, that have been written on the difficulty that men and women have in communicating with each other. It has been estimated that women speak an average of 20,000 words a day, and men a little less than half of that, about 7,000. Now, my wife Linda says that that is because men don't listen the first time, and women have to keep repeating themselves, but uh, we're not quite sure about that. But let's take this example. These quotes that I'm about to read uh, represent two imaginary journal entries and a wife and her husband reflecting on the same day's events. In her journal, the wife writes this. She says, tonight my husband was acting a little weird. We had made plans to meet at a nice restaurant for dinner. Conversation wasn't flowing. So I suggested that we go somewhere quiet so we could talk and he agreed, but he didn't say a lot. I asked him what was wrong and he said nothing. I asked him if it was my fault that he was upset. He said he wasn't upset and that it had nothing to do with me and not to worry about it. On the way home, I told him that I loved him. He smiled slightly, kept driving, and when we got home, he just sat there quietly and watched TV. He continued to seem distant and absent. Finally, with silence all around us, I decided to go to bed. About 15 minutes, he came to bed, but I still felt he was distracted and his thoughts were somewhere else. He fell asleep and I don't know what to do. In his journal, he writes, it was a rough day. The boat wouldn't start and I can't figure out why. <laughs> communication can be difficult, can't it? There are these gaps in communication between the genders. There are these gaps in communication between the poor and the rich, between those with a basic education and those with a, 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 who are well-educated, maybe with a college degree. There are communication gaps between people of, of different races and, and nationalities and social classes. There are the communication gaps these days between uh, when you have a difference of opinion in the political realm. I mean, you can no longer have a, a different opinion and have a civil conversation. The vitriol and the verbal hand grenades are plenty as that happens. So what kind of hope is there for us to ever understand one another. And maybe you've read the Genesis account of the Tower of Babel. At that time, the original language of humanity was disrupted and forever fragmented uh, the languages and speech. 
We're told that the language of all the people was mixed up because they were unable to communicate. And then they were scattered all over all the earth. In our reading today from the book of Acts, it's understood that this account of the Pentecost event is meant to signify the, the, the gracious reversal of what happened at the Tower of Babel. It just sort of turned it around. On the day of Pentecost, we're told, now there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven, and hearing all these people are here from every nation of the world. They're talking in their own languages, and Luke, the writer of Acts, provides this sort of lengthy list of all the places where these people have come from. Parthians and Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and, and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, there's a whole list there. You might say that these people gathered together that day represented the whole world. And among that group, there were differences in race and economics and class, and language, and nationality. And that was probably a communication headache. What a sound that must have made as they spoke on all those different languages trying to be understood. I mean, how on earth are they going to get together? How, how can they hope to hear one another? How on earth will they ever be able to hear about Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, and God's unfailing love for them? How will they be able to communicate? Then we're told they heard what sounded like a, a rush of wind and they saw what seemed to be like tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of the disciples. The disciples were filled with God's Holy Spirit and they were given the gift of speaking in a language they did not know. We're told when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in his own language. When Peter stood up to speak to the crowd, he quotes a prophet, the prophet Joel, saying, In these last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servant, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit on those day and those days, and they will prophesy. He's saying the spirit of God is going to descend on the, all these different groups, whether it's old men and women, those that are in their homes, maybe those in the retirement home or nursing home, uh, the young people, the students, the, the, maybe some of those that are employed, some that are unemployed, or young parents with families. There were the successful, uh, wealthy, middle-aged business people. They were just plain, ordinary people, and uh, people who never got their picture in the paper or in a magazine for some kind of special acknowledgement. Uh, some people who were never asked to speak in front of a crowd. And yet the Spirit of God descends upon all these people, and they speak, and they hear, and they listen. This is an awesome event in the history of the church. But the working of the Holy Spirit did not stop after this amazing event. That awesome work of God's Holy Spirit continues on to this day. The power of the Holy Spirit is strong and, and enough to overcome those barriers and those deep boundaries that frustrate our speaking and our hearing. The Holy Spirit gives you and me the ability to overcome those things that divide us, to open our ears to what, hear what God has to say, 
I mean, just think about everyone who's watching this worship service this weekend. All the different factors that divide any gathering of human beings divide us. We all come from different kinds of backgrounds. We are born, some born in different countries or different places in the United States. Some grew up loving with, with loving and close families. Others, their childhood memories bring hurt and pain. Some come with all kinds of life experiences and struggles. Some are struggling with under, under racial inequality. Some are happy. Others are depressed and sad. Some struggle with bullies. Others have been, never been bullied. Some are healthy. Others are suffering. Some are young. Some are old. Some vote one way. Some another way. Some don't vote at all. Some are frustrated. Some are angry. Some Others have experienced joy and happiness in their families and in their work. I'm pretty sure that if you analyze this congregation, we could fill a book with all the diverse backgrounds and experiences in the lives of us all. Yet in the great grace of God, we are all in worship together this weekend. We worship and we hear. What do we hear when we gather for worship? We hear something that cannot be heard anywhere else. And that is God's Holy Spirit who is at work. Like that crowd on that first Pentecost day, we gather together right now in our homes on Saturday night or on Sunday mornings or sometime later this week. We gather together with all of our differences. And yet we're still able to hear what God has to say to us. The Spirit of God is descended upon us and we ga- as we gather to hear His Word as it's applied to our own particular situation. Uh, the pastor, or, uh, uh, and we're back at regular service, our lay readers may read the Bible readings very eloquently and clearly, or may, may, they might stumble across the words as they read. Those Old Testament names are the worst. <laughs> Pastors may preach clearly, or we might miss the mark. And yet in every instance, the Word of God, the Word of God through which the Holy Spirit speaks to us about God's love, mercy, and forgiveness is there. You come to worship with us, and in spite of everything, God's Word, God's voice is at work in your life. A lot of times it's hard for us to hear His Word, though, isn't it? We come here and we are filled with anxiety, worry, we're, we're, we're upset and, and depressed. These are the kinds of things that block out what God is trying to say to us. Sometimes we come here and we're tone deaf to the gospel, uh, like those that might listen to music through their headphones, and when we're listening, when we're tuned to the music, we really can't hear anything else until our ears are free to hear those other things. But sometimes we do hear, don't we? We may not all hear the same thing. Sometimes we don't hear the same message. It's always interesting. I don't know if it is for Pastor Handel, but I know it is for me that interesting to hear sometimes what people get out of a sermon, for instance. What are the things that people catch and, and hold on to uh, can be as different as the crowd. Some may even pick up a message that you did not intend to preach. And yet, in spite of all this, God's Spirit speaks to us through God's Word. 
And we take with us that message, that message that helps us cope, and that message that gives us hope in the week ahead. The Holy Spirit applies that word of God to our particular need at that time, just like the crowd gathered in Jerusalem that first Pentecost. The Spirit opens our ears to hear, just as he opened the ears of that diverse group of listeners to Peter's sermon on that first day. We're told that 3,000 people were baptized and added to the church that day. Not only did the Spirit help people hear the Word of God at Pentecost, but he also gave the disciples the ability to speak it. God says, I will pour out my Spirit on everyone, and they will proclaim my message. Everyone right? In that list, it's young and old, black and white, male, female, rich and poor. And that applies to you and me, to us too. We gather to worship, we gather and we hear God's word. And through the power of his Holy Spirit, we are strengthened to go about and go about our lives each and every day. Speak to the world about God's love, to talk to them about God's mercy and forgiveness. When we gather and worship, we have the joy of hearing the truth about how great and wonderful God is and and what he has done for us in his son, Jesus Christ. And then empowered by his spirit, you are given strength. You are able then to go out into that world, to go out into your everyday life, to go out into your neighborhood, to go out among your friends and, and those with whom you work. And God's spirit is going to give you the strength to speak to them in word and deed, about what Jesus means to you. In our, in our virtual church council meeting this month, I shared a, a story I read. It was about Winston Churchill. And he had faced a time when the, in England when the coal miners, uh, they, they, they didn't want to do their job anymore. Uh, they, they saw the job of a soldier as one that received more praise, and, and that's what they wanted to do. And he had to tell them, he had to encourage them that their role was just as important for England's freedom. And then I went through a list of how I saw God's Spirit at work in our leaders and in our members. Let me read that to you. I said, although the church has been deployed from our church and school buildings and into the homes, our lay leaders and boards are working hard and serving our congregation in new ways and continuing to serve God as, as our ministries change for the moment. I thought of our teachers and principal as they teach and minister to our school children and their families. I thought of our support staff, our secretaries working not only in the office, but also from home, as well as our custodian at the school working hard to paint and and make our school look beautiful. Our church custodians uh, taking time to get some deep cleaning done uh, here at our church. I thought of our Sunday school teachers that, uh, who reached out last weekend. I saw some great pictures from that where they were able to tell the kids and their families that they're not forgotten and that we love them. I thought of Pastor Hanel and Matt Callan who are using their skills to help us do this, <laughs> uh, to have the audio and the video presence for our members and for our community. I thought of you, church members, People who have given sacrificially sacrificially during these times with your offerings. I thought of those who have bought and and made masks for us to make available for people, and we're sort of getting low on that list uh, uh, stack of those things now. I thought of those who bought food for our food pantry. 
our Gabriel's callers, our lay ministers who've been in contact with our congregation to check in on them. And I know that there are a multitude of other stories I have yet to hear. I may never hear how God's Spirit has used you in a wonderful way to share his message of love, forgiveness, and peace. That's what Pentecost is all about. God's Spirit at work in you. On Pentecost, God's promised Holy Spirit descended upon all. And in the same way in our baptism, God's Spirit descends upon you and me. We saw it last weekend when we had the the baptism of Lily Mae Callan. And in her life, God's Spirit is now at work. In her family, God's Spirit is now at work, continuing to do its work. In the waters of baptism, God's Holy Spirit is at work in you too. Through the power of God's Holy Spirit, you are given strength to go out into the world, going out into your everyday life, going out into your neighborhood, going out among your friends, going out uh, with those with whom you work. And God's Spirit gives you that strength to speak to them in, in word and in deed about what Jesus has done for you, about what Jesus means for you to you. And in that moment, you bring his truth to somebody new. We haven't really talked about it much lately, but all this flows out of that mission statement, right? Namely, that we are rooted in Christ and growing together in Christ and then branching out, going out, telling that good news in Christ. And because of God's Spirit working in us, we see that vision statement at work, right? That we're changing lives through worship, compassion, and Christian education. You know, lives changed by God's Holy Spirit are used by God's Holy Spirit to change lives. My dear friends in Christ, you are filled with God's Holy Spirit. And so, you and I, we are able to speak that good news to the world around us. May God use you in a mighty way to change lives for his kingdom. Amen. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. O Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Go with God's blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Go in peace as you serve our risen Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen.
Thank you again for joining us in this time of worship. From all of us at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, we thank you for listening. During this time of sheltering in place, you can continue to hear us here on WKAN Radio, but you can also hear our online worship services on our website. Just go to stpaulslutheran.net, click Worship on the menu. May God bless you this day and always. In our risen Savior, Jesus. Amen.